If you draw a circle, it's almost impossible to find its center. But if you put a compass down, you can draw 100 circles, and you will always know the exact center. Such is life. There are not many problems in this world. There is only one problem. There are not many questions to be answered. There is only one question to be answered, and the rest will fall like dominoes. When that answer spreads, the next thing you know will be in the era of peace, harmony, and infinite wisdom. Jewish mysticism has that compass, and the center is you. Is you. Welcome to the solution to everything. Hey, it's Rabbi Shmuel Paul, and it's the Solution to Everything show. Welcome back. We have to talk about the divinity of Jesus because 2.3 billion people believe in it, and that could be a big problem. They believe Jesus is a part of the Trinity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. According to Christianity, Jesus is actually divine. He actually is God, and you can bow down to him. And what is the Jewish response to all of this? Well, for this, I must give credit to a great mind in the world today, maybe the greatest mind in the Jewish world today. His name is Rabbi Yossi Jacobson, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. He is at The Yeshiva, T-H-E-Y-E-S-H-I-V-A dot net. And you should check him out and see what he has to say. I'm going to build on what he said. We're going to be covering a lot more ground than he did, but you can find the original speech on his website, and it's the springboard from which we get to the actual truth of this matter. He quotes from a rabbi from the 17th century named Rabbi Moshe Dove Valley. Rabbi Moshe Dove Valley was born in Italy. He was a doctor and a Kabbalist, a mystic. He wrote polemics against Christianity. But he says something very, very interesting. He talks about a Torah portion that we read recently in which Jacob stole the blessings from Esau, what we call Esau, and Esau was extremely anguished and asked Isaac if he had any more blessings left to give to him. In Genesis 27, 40, Isaac says, You will live by your sword and you shall serve your brother. And the basic understanding of that generally has been that the Jews are going to be the employers and the non-Jews are going to be the employees. And we've had a lot of that, but that's actually not what it's saying. It's It's saying something that directly applies to Christianity and the belief in Jesus as divine. Esau is the progenitor, he is the grandfather of the non-Jewish people, specifically the Romans, and Jacob is the father, of, is the grandfather of the Jewish people, so maybe this just means that the Jews will be in control of the business and the non-Jew will be an employee in the business. But that's not what Rabbi Jacob Valley says. He says that this is actually a reference to the Christian's adoption of Jesus as being divine. He says, your brother you will serve. This is referring to Jesus. Jesus is the brother, the Jewish brother, that is being served by the non-Jew, by the Christian. The Christian is serving a Jewish person and they're calling him God. They're serving him like a God. That's what it means when Isaac says, you will serve your brother. In a godly sense, in a religious sense, you will consider him divine. You will serve him. You will bow down to him. The Romans were actually against this Jew, against Jesus, and they killed Jesus. But later in history, Constantine, who was also a Roman and a descendant of Esau, Esau, actually turned Jesus into a god. So we see an unbelievable prophecy being fulfilled, the non-Jew turning a Jew into a god. 
This was prophesied by Isaac thousands and thousands of years before it actually happened. And the question is, what is the Jewish response to this? What is the Jewish response to Constantine? What is the Jewish response to turning one of ours into a god? And the first knee-jerk reaction is that this is idol worship. Because it says 26 times in the Bible that God is one, meaning he has no parts. It's Deuteronomy 6 45, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Jews die with this verse on their lips. We live, our whole life revolves around the idea that God has no parts, that he is one. There can be no trinity because God is absolute oneness. On the other hand, if you look deeper into the Torah, deeper into Judaism, into the Talmud, you will find that Jews have been deifying other Jews for a very long time. In the Talmud in Bava Basra, it states that in the future, the Sadiqim, the righteous ones, will be called by God's name. They will be called God. In Amsterdam, there was a great rabbi named Eliezer Rokeach. When he became the Rav, when he became the rabbinical ruling authority, they minted a coin which took a verse which took a portion of the Kaddish prayer, the holiness prayer, which said that he is above and beyond all praises and above and beyond all blessings. This is a clear reference to God that they're applying on a coin to the Rokeach, applying to a human being. It also says in the Talmud that three times a year, every male should come see God. And the Zohar, the foremost book of mysticism in Shamos, says that the, th the three times a year that every male should see God is when they see the Rashbi, when they see Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, because he has the face of God. And it also says in the Talmud that Shluchai Shal Adam Kamaisai, the messenger of someone, is the sender. The messenger is the sender. If you are a messenger of God, you are God for that purpose. Now, how is that okay? How is what Judaism is saying not idol worship as well? This show is called The Solution to Everything because we take one question, we answer it, and through that we answer every single other question. And that question is, what is the truth? And we've explained many times that the truth is a triangle. It has a left wing, which is the infinite wing. It has a right wing, which is the finite wing. It has the top, which is the truth. And the truth needs to be found. And it is not right wing, nor left wing, not infinite, nor finite. And it comes down once it's found to become a solution to the bottom of the triangle that can swing and become a solution that is all the way to the right or all the way to the left or somewhere in the middle. We go through the process of figuring out what is the right, what is the left, and what is the truth, and then we come down with a solution that is the best of both worlds and minimizes the negativity from all worlds, the perfect customized solution for that particular problem. So God is not infinite. He is not finite. He is the truth. He is above infinite and finite. He can do either one. He can have parts. He cannot have parts. He is totally unlimited. He can do anything. He is anything. He is totally unlimited, and therefore he can be one with parts or one not with parts. But when God becomes one with parts, it's like a person wearing a gorilla costume on Purim, the holiday of Purim, the holiday of Esther and Mordechai. If you're wearing a gorilla costume and you're acting like a gorilla, are you a gorilla? Sort of. You are a gorilla, but you're really not. You're really a person acting like a gorilla. So when God comes into a finite form, he is still God, but you're looking at a mask that hides that fact, that hides what he actually is. He is anything. He can do anything. But because he can do anything, 
he can also become something. But when he becomes something, he is not stuck in that something. That is not who he is. He is wearing that as a mask. So God can have parts, but he never becomes parts. He can be Jesus, but he never becomes Jesus. He can be Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He can become the Rokeach, but he is never the Rokeach. It's like, can God create a rock that he cannot lift? Yes, he can, but he also would be able to lift it if he wanted to. So he can create a situation of limitation, but he can also take away that limitation at any moment because he is not the limitation. That's not who he really is. He's wearing it like a mask. We don't worship the mask and we don't worship the person. We worship the God that is wearing the mask. We worship the God that is inside the person because God is everywhere and therefore he is also here. And if the person in front of us is a godly person, a holy person, that means that he has gone through hard times, he has been through hell and back, and he still exists, he still is who he is, that means he is unlimited, he can do anything, and nobody can stop him, that person is a reflection of the God above. That person is a perfect, transparent reflection. He is a shofar, a ram's horn, he is hollow, he is empty, he is absolutely what God is supposed to be manifest in this world in that he is not limited by his ego. He is not limited by his arrogance. He is not limited by his fears. He has been through it all and he still comes out on top. So he is nothing and because he is nothing, God is therefore shining through him. One of my rabbis was named Rabbi Markel and he was once by a Fabrengen, which is a Hasidic gathering where people drink a lot and at one point somebody threatened to spill some vodka onto his coat and he absolutely did not budge it sort of reminds me how kobe bryant did not budge when somebody threatened to throw a basketball into his face he did not budge at all and reverend markel did not budge at all and he said he said you don't understand there's nothing here he pointed to himself he pointed to his chest that there's nothing here i am not here i am not looking to stay clean i am not looking to hold on to some identity of myself if you're getting into an argument with a person like Rabbi Markel, there is no argument because he is only looking for the truth. He's not trying to win anything. He's not trying to be anything. Wearing his body like a mask and he is absolutely nothing. He is absolutely hollow. He is absolutely transparent because he doesn't care. He's been through hard times. He's been through it all and he's survived and at this point, it doesn't matter to him. He is anything. He is the top of the triangle. He can be anything and if you have the vodka spilled on his coat or not spilled, on his coat it doesn't matter to him because he is nothing he is pure humility and emptiness and transparency he's a representative of god and he should be deified not just jesus but any jew that behaves in that way should be deified not to worship them but to worship god who is in them and they are being a perfect reflection of him Arguments take two people. It takes two to tango. If one person is just looking for the truth and they are nothing, there is no argument. You cannot argue with somebody who is nothing. You cannot argue with something who is hollow. You cannot argue with someone who is just looking for the truth, who is the top of the triangle. This is why the solution to everything is the solution to peace in this world. Because if everybody would just let go of their hang-ups, let go of their fears, and go through the hard times and make it out through the other side and become anything, become complete bittle, complete self-nullification and transparency and hollowness, there will be no more wars. There will be no more arguments. There will be no more spats. There will be no more nothing. There will only be peace and love and harmony because there is nothing to fight with. You're actually all on the same side. You actually, at the top of the triangle, do unite 
into becoming the exact same thing as each other. It doesn't matter what happens to you. You are anything. You are unlimited. Isaiah 53, which the Christians quote so commonly, if you just read the Bible from start to finish and you read that parak, that chapter, you will realize that the suffering servant is not Jesus. The suffering servant is the Jewish people. That's referring to the Jewish people. They are the ones who suffer and in doing so bring atonement for all the people in the world. That's not Jesus. That's every single Jew. They suffer and you enjoy the benefits. You enjoy the atonement. And that is why, in the end, all Jews will be deified, and even non-Jews will be eventually deified, because the entire world will be eventually deified. The entire world actually is God. God is actually there in every single moment, in every single cell in our body, in every single leaf on the tree. God is there and has never left and never will leave. He is one and is wearing this world like a mask. It only looks like parts because that's the way that he wants it to look for the purpose of us going through the effort and earning it to look through the mask and find him. That's how we earn it and that's how we get satisfaction in knowing that we did something, that we actually connected with God through obstacles and that's what makes our, our lives worth living. Everything in the world needs to be deified ultimately. That's the true oneness of God, that we don't see anything but God. The world will hide him no longer. You will see God in the table, in Niagara Falls, and everything in between. But don't get fooled by the mask. Don't get fooled by your ego. Deify yourself. That means become the top of the triangle. Become your true self, which is the self you are when you've given up everything else. Why did Jesus become deified? He got deified because he was tortured and killed. He went through hell and back and survived. His life lived on through us. That means he is a nothing. That means he is transparent. That means he is hollow. There was nothing left of Jesus. And that's why he's a transparent reflection of God. But don't worship the man. Worship the God that is wearing the mask of that man. And worship anyone who teaches you Kabbalah, who teaches you Jewish mysticism, who teaches you how to find God in your world, which will mostly be the Jewish people because they were given the Bible, they were given the Torah, they were given the Jewish mysticism, they know how to find God in your life, and you should really connect with the rabbinical authorities as much as possible to learn as much as you can from the Jewish people to learn how to deify your entire world. Deify Jesus the right way, the way that Jews have been deifying their rabbis for millennia, to know that the body is just a mask and God is anything, so he can also be this person, but he can still lift the rock at any time. Now, practically, that means you need to get over your ego. You need to start looking for the truth in the other side, not your side. Get out of your side and to the other side and become someone who is anything, someone who is independent, someone who can think for himself. Don't be stuck in any viewpoint, and therefore you will not be in a battle stance against other people. Stop fighting against other people. Stop thinking that they are wrong and you are right. No, you are both right and you are both wrong. Go to the higher truth and realize what you have in common, the common goal that you share. You all share the goal of, you want, of the fact that you want safety. You want guns in the hands of the right people. You don't want terrorism. You want prosperity. You want, you want fairness. You want kindness. We want all of these things for our country. 
We actually agree on everything. We just disagree on the means, and there's no reason to fight about means. The means we should put together and try to make the best solution possible based on your means and my means and create a perfect situation for the world and for humanity. So worship the God in that person. Don't worship the person. Big difference. Your whole life will revolve around that difference. Be godly. Learn from all the Jews, not just Jesus. Together, we will bring the true Messiah, whose main job it is to teach Kabbalah, to teach Jewish mysticism, to teach the world that everything is really just a mask for God, and he is with us right now, carrying us, going through everything with us, crying for us, empowering us, waiting on us, wishing the best for us, enlightening us. May the enlightenment cover the globe with the coming of the Messiah right now. Have a blessed day.